Bear-swilling tube jockeys, it's time to dust off your starter jackets, rip off those tearaways and blow into your game cartridges. I'm Sam Blanford. I'm Marty T. And I'm Simon Blanford. And we wish it was the 90s. Are you ready to laugh? I said, are you ready to laugh? Quiet, you awful man. <laughs> uh, welcome back, dear listeners. Uh, a long overdue ep of this week on. Uh, this, week, well, this week on The Simpsons in 1993. Uh, the fourth episode of the fifth season, Rosebud, aired. Uh, I'm lucky enough to be in the present of two great Simpsons minds, uh, Simon and Marty T. Welcome, gents. Um, first and foremost, uh, without going into too much details, uh, overall feelings on the episode, Marty? Yeah, I hadn't seen this one for quite a number of years, and after living in Australia where at uh, any time of the day or night, 24-7 on network TV, you can find a Simpsons episode airing. This one, for some reason, uh, yeah, it had been ages. Um, although I think one of the immediate things that came to mind there were so many parts of this episode that seemed to be so deeply ingrained uh in my mind um and even there were quite a few uh aspects of the episode that i'd actually attributed to other ones uh which mm. i'll go into a little bit later um but yeah just a real great time um watching such a classic uh yeah Hi. yeah I had forgotten certain parts of this episode, as you said, Marty. A lot of the, a lot of the, quote unquote, classic bits definitely still lodged in my mind. But some of the ones that I'd love to go into a little bit later because I sort of had forgotten about some of those. But it was a classic then, um, and it's a classic now. Mm. Yeah, in doing a little bit of research, um, it's highly regarded in um, Simpsons lore. Um, you know, second rated episode in uh, via e Entertainment Weekly. Um, IMDb rated 8.8 .8 out of 10, which is a very high rating. Um, season 5, uh, yeah, season 5 overall is an 8.2. Um, so it, it stands out in a really good season. Um, I'll, I'll stop you there because I, I, I just looked at it the first you know when you get into disney plus it shows you the season and the episodes chronologically and this is episode four and episodes one through three are homer's barbershop quartet cape fear and homer goes to college and then followed by rosebud i mean that i mean the simpsons edits i know you can say any episode and oh yeah of course but i feel like these four to start off season five i mean that is a that's a that's a gauntlet of episodes, man. Mm. Yeah, I, I thought the exact same thing when you flicked me the um the dates on the app. Uh, yeah, just going through. Uh, yeah, what an awesome start, and has to be close to like in what is a very strong era for the Simpsons. Has to be close to the peak, right? Um, I think you mentioned it's rated number two of all time. Is number one Cape Fear? Nah, actually, I didn't see. I just, I just wikied this actual episode. Um, it'll be Cape Fear. I think uh, Who Shot Mister Burns? 
Who Shot Mr. Burns is always right up there. Um, and yeah. Last Exit, the Springfield's always up there. The Dental Plan yeah. episode as well, that's always real high. Yeah, Last Exit, the Split for Springfield is often the highest. We've done Cape Fear. Um, and I think we've done Last Exit of Springfield as well on previous this week's on. Um, before we get into kind of our favourite bits, um, just give the uh, give the listeners a little bit of a rundown of what happened in the episode, if you will, Simon. Although, um, as you referred to, it is on Disney+. Plus. Um, for those of you who do have a um, subscription, you should watch it. And if you don't, just message me because you're probably my mate. So while Burns sleeps, he reminisces on his early childhood where he lived with his family and cherished his teddy bear Bobo, which he dropped in the snow when he left home to live with a twisted, loveless billionaire. After Homer performs a loutish stand-up routine where he insults Mr. Burns and moons at the crowd, Burns has his his security guards break up the party by beating the guests he gets some riot squad in and orders Smithers to kill the Ramones, although he does call them the Rolling Stones after the Ramones perform a scathing punk rock rendition of Happy Birthday to Mr. Burns. Homer's injured at the party, so Bart buys a bag of ice and uh, finds Bobo in the bag and gives him to Maggie to play with. Um, when Homer realises Maggie is playing with Bobo, he negotiates a lucrative deal with Burns to exchange the bear, but Maggie refuses to give up Bobo, so Homer calls it off. Burns promises vengeance unless he gets Bobo back. After seri- several hilarious failed attempts to steal the bear, Burns subjects Homer to harsh work at the nuclear power plant. Through several television broadcasts, including uh, a show up and showing up on what exercising the the bee bumblebee guy. He explains he is cutting off Springfield's beer supply and hijacking its television channels as a way of extorting Homer and tells, Springf- tells Springfield's townspeople, including Barney, to talk to Homer if they want the TV channels and beer supply restored. A mob of townspeople soon attempt to take the beer away but are coaxed into giving him back to Maggie when they see her sad face. Homer tells Burns that Bobo belongs to Maggie now and she refuses to give it Bobo even after Burns attempts to directly take him from her. Seeing how distraught Burns is, Maggie lets him have the beer. He is overcome with joy and promises to be nice to everyone, a vow he soon states under his breath he will remember. Homer is disappointed that the Simpsons family did not get a reward, even though Burns got Bobo back. Mm. Um, You've referred to, both of you have referred to kind of bits that stood out in your mind. Um, We'll start with you, Marty. It was... Something that, you know, like that stood out in your mind, would you like to talk about that first? Or is it something that you found really funny that you didn't remember from last time? I think one of the first ones, it's right at the start of the episode when you hear that ominous music when they pan over the front of Burns Manor. Um, the guards out the front that, oh, we, oh, we, oh, yeah, I actually attributed that incorrectly to the Stonecutters episode i don't know how i've managed to get that mixed up over the years um but yeah like it immediately came uh flooding back to me um and the there were a couple of other things that uh I, again i'd incorrectly attributed to other episodes uh one was the the coat hanger 
gag when Homer had a coat hanger stuck in his shirt and was obviously trying to like um, <laughs> reach to grab it out, only to uh, allude later in the gag that he also had one stuck in his uh, in his pants as well. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of other like awesome, awesome little bits in this episode, and they managed to do a lot of like little. Uh, I wouldn't say cutaways in that same vein as Family Guy, but lots of little bits and pieces that they sort of move quite quickly through in scenes. Um, and the uh, the sound when uh, Smithers and Burns, in their second attempt to steal Bobo after the first unsuccessful negotiation with the cup noises as they were going upside <laughs> down on the ceiling. Um, I I don't know why that reminded me of the Malloy episode, the cat burglar. Does That's he do fair. the same thing? I don't know, but I think you're he right. No, he's wearing sneakers for sneaking, isn't he? Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just I guess over time, uh, some of those episodes have blurred into into one. He's definitely the same exact same outfit, pretty much though, right? Just the black on black. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's definitely similarities there. I think you're onto something though like i feel like a lot of the gags from this um i didn't necessarily attribute to other episodes but i didn't realize that they were all in this episode mm. and then it just yep. something kept happening i was like oh shit it's this episode oh another one um agreed agreed yeah what about you si some favorite bits oh just any episode with burns mm. pretty awesome early on um, they're still very original, as I've said before. Burns's they they really have fun with Burns's dialogue. You know, I think that with other characters, they of course they try, but with Burns's dialogue, they really put in an effort to make it either antiquated or eloquent. Or you know, when he after he sees all the guys laughing at his uh, at the uh, coat hanger, the double coat hanger thing. <laughs> and the Smithers and Burns are looking at the video cameras and seeing everyone laughing at Homer and assuming they're laughing with him. And he says, I must harness his fractured take on modern life and <laughs> wants him to, wants Homer to then perform at his birthday party uh, because of a misunderstanding, basically. Smithers, uh, I'll, I'll have him come up with some snappy Sinbad-esque material. <laughs> oh, that was gold. Um... My favourite scene, which I didn't even remember. Well, I did remember, but I didn't attribute it to being really funny, was the Ramon scene. Um, mm. Well, actually, that whole scene of, of Burns's birthday. Um, <laughs> the, all of the Ramon's comments are great. Um, I just want to say this gig sucks. Up yours, Springfield. <laughs> and the end, go to hell, you old bastard. And it cuts to like... The, the curtain's closing and Burns' face just, like, quivering. I think they liked us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I cracked up at that. Um, oh, I, just, I just wanted to continue on with the birthday party stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, want to stick, stick to that. And just before the birthday party, I don't know if you got... This is the part I definitely forgot was Homer's, like, take on being a roast master, I found really, really funny. Like, really, really, re like, wearing a blazer, just holding a golf club for no apparent reason. <laughs> the old golf, golf classic. Like, I just thought that 
that Homer just thinking in American cliches is just really, really funny. Like, you know, and they, they kind of play around with that in the previous episode, right? Homer goes to college where he just is only like jocks and nerds. That's his whole perception of what university is and his whole perception of what being a roast master is just like wearing a blazer, being mean to people and for some reason holding a golf club. I just thought that was really funny telling flamsy smell like manure thanks for the nose news neighbor uh, i'm not saying mr burns is incontinent <laughs> um so question on that though like this came out in early 90s uh, yep. my understanding of the comedy roast was that um uh, jeff ross was like the king of the roast did he kind of repopularize it or was it already a thing or it must have been already a thing obviously yeah, it was um, pretty big with like the Rat Pack fellas like Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., Frank Sinatra, those fellas. And uh, like back, that would have been probably late 70s, I think. Um, Jeff Ross has obviously made it a little bit more popular in the uh, 2000s. Um, but they'd be up there like roasting each other. Um, there was, who else would have been the likes like Betty Dave, um, Betty White, sorry? Um, was involved in some of those old ones. Um, what was the old um, uh, the old lady who used to do, like the fashion police? Um, the that's it, Joan Rivers. They did it at the Friars Club, I think, was one of the most yep. more famous venues that they did it at. Um, yeah, uh, you got any more from the party, Sammy? Um, nah, that was gold just after it. Uh, when Homer's swearing that he's never going to show his ass again in public. And Lisa's, I'd really like to believe that this time. I really would. And then, like, one second after, he's saying he's going to do it at, at Selma's party. <laughs> uh, what about you, Marty? Any other favourite bits? Uh, I found there was quite a lot of good uh, 90s-specific references uh, in the episode. a bad one. Yeah, Sinbad was a classic. Um, again, going back to the party when Burnsy was going through all his gifts uh, and he pulls out the dust buster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, how 90s were dust busters, right? When they used to have them in their kitchens. We had one. Huge. Yeah, but, like, you don't really see dust busters around these days. We've definitely still got a dust, dust buster knocking about in our garage. Great utility. Having said that, Marty... I don't know if you've got a Dyson. I feel like a Dyson is just a, you know, it's a, it's just a big dustbuster. That's our vacuum cleaner at the moment. It's not a, we don't have a plug-in vacuum cleaner. It's a, a charge on the wall, take it yeah. off, vacuum. Maybe that's just what they've evolved into, and uh, what the dustbusters just become. Um, and then the other sort of nineties ones, which are a little bit more niche, um, when they were entering, when everyone was um, quite unenthusiastically traipsing into the uh, birthday party single file, they had a lot of the old nineties politicians led by obviously Diamond Joe Quimby, um, who was essentially just a bastardised version of JFK, but uh, George H W Bush not getting let in. Uh, right behind, I think it was Nick's, um, and then getting kicked off to the side. No one-termers. And then no Jimmy <laughs> Carter's uh, standing over there with his big smile. Hey, I know a really good yogurt place. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was... There was a couple more... Uh, oh, and the other specific 
90s one was the old missing persons on the um, milk cartons. Poor old Millhouse catching strays. The other 90s one was Homer's when he, he's thinking about the reward for giving Bobo back. Oh. And the, 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 his ideal reward is a, his own recording studio <laughs> where for some reason he's singing the Big Mac jingle from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the ultimate thing he would want is a recording studio simply so he can record the Big Mac jingle. Or even, I guess, when he was discovering the, um, uh, the fact that Maggie had the beer and she was uh, dangling the bear in front of him, but just beforehand, um, watching Tally two plus two is four. Oh my oh. god, I like that's that one, that one got stuck in my head way back in the day, um, as Barney. And then, um, oh sorry, this was when he was taking over the Tally, wasn't it? Burns, uh, and then uh, cue the um, the disco music and the African American dude hosting soul mass transit system. <laughs> It's actually a good um, good segue. We will go back to best bits, um, but there were quite a few cultural references, and that was one of them. Um, I, I, that's like a Soul Train reference, surely. Yeah. Um, but but I know that this is the 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 episode's mainly based off Citizen Kane, which I haven't seen, but apparently is um, quite a good movie. Um, especially that like. Um, that snow globe breaking or falling out of someone's hand and breaking, I think, is... Um... Was that the never break snow globes? <laughs> That's an ongoing <laughs> Simpsons gag, eh? The never, whatever it is, yeah. never bend. Um, obviously, you've mentioned it, but Wizard of Oz uh, referenced. Um, the Marilyn Monroe when Burns... It's like a cut to Burns and he's <laughs> doing the Marilyn Monroe in a dress. That whole slideshow is full of hilarious cultural references that Burns supposedly did. <laughs> the, the hoisting of the American flag at Iwo Jima during World War Two. All, all of the soldiers are Burns, and the flag <laughs> is Burns. Muhammad Ali knocking down Frazier with his brown body with like Burns' white face, like clear bits of sellotape over. His photo face, and then as you say, the Marilyn Monroe thing, I, that was just a wonderful slideshow of Burns' achievements in his life. <laughs> um, George Burns, who is a American comedian, uh, is also Burns's younger or older brother. Older brother, I think. Um, bomb, bomb, bomb. <laughs> I think that was a bit as well that he did. Um, I don't remember. I don't know who John Glenn's space mission is, but apparently that's in there. Conan the Barbarian, and at the end, Planet of the Apes. I think is um, a, a reference as well. Um, I've got a couple more bits, but Sai, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned one bit in particular uh, yet. Wait, we move. I'm, I'm still on the party. I haven't even moved off the party yet. <laughs> I've still got bits on the party I want to talk about. All right, go for it. Yeah, as I said, I mentioned Homer's uh, idea of what a roast master was, and um, this is during Homer, as you said, absolutely bombing. I'm not saying Mr. Burns is cheap. I'm not saying Mr. Burns is old. And then Homer says that he's going to bring out the big guns. Here's a little impression of Mr. Burns. You might find a little cheeky. 
And like the confidence in which he delivers that terrible joke, that's my favourite. He's got this broad smile, like he's absolutely positive that he's going to nail the joke. Um, and I love the contrasting reactions of Bart versus uh, Lisa and Marge as well. Like Bart's like the widest grin and Lisa and Marge like scowling. And um, also just, it did remind me a little bit of a very similar comedy routine performed by Krusty as Jay Leno's watching on. Where Krusty's absolutely bombing, <laughs> and then Krusty brings out the big guns. Me so Sally. <laughs> oh, not the flapping dicky. <laughs> he like, does that flapping. So it just reminded me heaps of Krusty's routine, where he's completely bombing, and then goes to the old classics, which is just awful, much like Homer's uh, cheeky uh rendition of mr burns so sorry it was uh just that was my last party but i can't believe you hadn't didn't mention off the top the burns and smithers tv show oh that's there that's there i've got the other one down <laughs> home already <laughs> yes <laughs> and uh, home is absolutely reveling <laughs> smithers watch out for that In a bit of it, I didn't remember f- that I absolutely cracked up at was after that, the angry mob turned up to his house. And he looked out the window, he's like, well, well, look who's come to apologise. <laughs> Simpsons love an angry mob. I'm not sure if it's just a tool that they use to try and get as many, um, not fringe characters, but uh, non-main characters into a bit. Right. I, I'm starting to think, like, Moe's often at the uh, at the head of those angry mobs. Maybe it's just because he looks kind of angry, but you always see your classics like your Jaspers, the Jasper Beardley, uh, Hibbert's usually in and amongst, Groundskeeper Willie, Ruth Powers. I noticed um, Stockton, Nick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Herman, the one-armed dude. Um, Yeah. Love an angry mob. And uh, the angry mob line, when uh, they get convinced to give Maggie back the beer. Uh, Hey, everybody, what do we do now? Let's go sing at the hospital. Just a completely absurd line, which I always always love the Simpsons, how they're unafraid to just say a line that's not really funny, but it's just funny because of its absurdity. <laughs> question I've question I've got for you guys. Um, I think uh, something that Family Guy does a lot, and Simpsons does. I think they do it quite well. Uh, the, it made me think. The part that made me think of it was where Homer was enjoying the box and like mm-hmm. leaning into like stupid Homer mm-hmm. and. I know that like Homer is obviously quite stupid, but like, how do you guys feel about like the dumb guy or the dumb gag Homer, like him enjoying the box? Funny you should mention that because the first time the box came up, I thought it was really unfunny, and then when they were in bed and uh, Homer put it back on and rebuilt it again, I found that funnier. Like they. The Simpsons are really good at that, like almost like the Sideshow Bob and the Rakes thing. Like, you, it's not funny at all, and then it just goes over and over and over again. And it kind of becomes funnier as as it goes on. Whereas Family Guy, 
do that in a way that probably is overkill, whereas Simpsons know when to go overkill but to stop. Um, I'm not sure what you think, Marty. I think often they lead into like specifically Homer's uh, stupidity. Often when he's not necessarily the main focus of the episode, um, but it's a way to tie him into uh, into the episode to make him sort of that main secondary character, if you like. Because um, obviously it's it's like an it's an easy one for uh, for Homer. And as you said, Sam, um, yeah, uh, Family Guy do it a lot with uh, with Peter Griffin. And they had the bits like the slow realization part with Ho- with Homer. Mm. Um, there was something, and then he fell down the stairs and like saw Bobo through the, and he was like, "How long have we had those fish?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was real good. Yeah, I was starting to think like, have they always had fish? Some episodes, I think they do, and some they don't. Yeah. <laughs> when it suits the plot yeah, um, yeah t- just on that, that, that great Burns and Smithers comedy duo show I, that, that bit is genius I always bang on about how something's already funny and they have they like four layers to it which makes it funnier and funny like the fact that Burns and Smithers have a comedy show is already really funny then like how unbelievably bad it is is even funnier. And the fact that there's canned laughter, like laughing at Burn saying, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> even funnier. And then the fact that Homer revels in it and it's actually like, Show, watch out, Smithers. <laughs> like, just, like, fourth layer of funny. Like, I just think that was so good. Um, and the English teacher in me thought Nelson's line was genius. Like, my old man can't get a beer because his old man won't give a beer to another old man. Let's get him. <laughs> that was genius. Absolute genius. Uh, any more bits before we go into our uh, most valuable player and best supporting actor? Um, mine were like just classic Simpsons-style plot holes just to advance the story. Um, where, did the old, where did the old rich guy come from that apparently adopted Burns? And you don't yeah. see him again at all throughout the series. Um, <laughs> how did the label stay so clear on Bobo after all the trauma that that bear went through throughout uh, what seemed to be close to 80 or 100 years or so. Um, And what was the other one? I can't remember. Um, Oh, it was uh, when they discovered, uh, when Bobo ended up in the ice bag, uh, not necessarily a plot hole, but just the old... Uh, when the ice delivery man says to Apu, you got to sell this for more than a dollar. We lost four more men on this expedition. If you know a better way to get ice and tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good, good little uh, cameo from Apu there, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> a little silly, but um, yeah, I just, look, I always love it when the Simpsons, especially with Burns, lean into like the 1920s even though it's set in the 1990s, like when Burns is trying to take the take Bobo off Maggie, that paparazzo, <laughs> like got that got that bowler hat, <laughs> that gigantic <laughs> flashbulb camera. What, what a scoop! scoop. <laughs> yeah. I just always love when they land into the 1920s for no apparent reason. 
Speaking of paparazzo, I didn't know at the time as a kid that paparazzo was the word for a singular paparazzi. I just thought it was like Burns doing his sort of um, classic Burns-style cadence, but never really put it together until I was an adult. I'll raise you one there, and I still didn't know it until you just told me right then. And the same here. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Um, before we go into MVP and best supporting actor, um, how many slices of American cheese do you reckon you can eat in one sitting? I did think that. Uh, and I have, um, in my younger, um, <laughs> post moving out of home flatting days, I uh, do remember a meal of 10 singular Chesdale cheese slices. <laughs> I reckon I could do 10, but I'd be struggling to open another pack. You, you might go blind. <laughs> They're pretty sickly sweet, eh? I know they say it's finest cheddar made better, but I'm not so sure. Um, before I get my bedpan from under my pillow, um, Simon, can you uh, share, with you, share with us your MVP? It's, uh, yeah, Burns. No doubt about it for the aforementioned reasons. Um, I like that they they tell a human story about Burns, but they don't humanise him. Like, he's still a monster, really, and I, th- I really like that about the story. They don't, like, try to explain away his horrendous behaviour. Uh, yeah, I lo- love it. And he's just hilarious, obviously. Same for you, Marty. Thought about this, and I was going to go Burns. Burns is probably the obvious one, but um, the one that stood out for me uh, was Smithers. Mm. Mm, I've gone with Smithers. Um, I definitely did not click as a young fella that this. There are a lot of hints about uh, Smithers's Smithers's uh, sexuality. Um, yeah, very subtle uh, for a child audience, but rack up for an adult um yeah he, he had a lot of great um he had a lot of great quotes throughout uh when he was introducing homer doing his roast getting up and saying a small puppy not unlike lassie has just been run over in the car park and now <laughs> <laughs> the comedic starlings of homer simpson <laughs> um that was one uh, at the very end of the episode during the Planet of the Apes scene, just as it, before it cuts to the credits, uh, Smithers as the little lapdog. Wait for me, sir. Um, in, the, uh, in the TV show, uh, they've obviously painted Smithers as the housewife wearing the apron and the feather, feather duster. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, yeah, Smithers was my one. Oh, and sorry, one more was the uh, was the bear costume. Uh, we <laughs> <laughs> hasn't quite worked out how to get Bobo back. Um, wearing a bear costume comes into Mr. Burns and in, in his uh, what looks like some sort of old style smoking lounge, and his throne <laughs> jumps onto his lap. Mm, play with me, sir. Tug on my fur. Is that? <laughs> That's not the same one Frank does, eh? Frank comes up with the the uh, the robot, like a, a robotic, yeah. <laughs> another absurd, but for no reason. That but this is real funny. 
Oh, yeah, love a classic Frank cameo where the creation he makes goes horribly wrong and usually quite deadly. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, interesting. I was tossing up Smithers for my best supporting actor because Burns is my MVP. Um, yeah, Simon, what about yourself for, for best supporting actor? Yep, Marty uh, hit nail on the head. I didn't vote him for MVP. I voted Smithers for Best Supporting Actor for all the reasons Marty said. Mm. Marty, did you have Burns as your Best Supporting Actor, or I skipped Burns for the uh, for the nice. for the gong. Um, I don't know. I'm one to sort of skip over the main character, although I do love Burns. He's a, he's a fantastic character, but we're a little bit more subtle. Um, I really like the relationship that. Um, Monty has with Maggie Simpson. Oh, interesting! And, uh, nice. And it's like an ongoing uh, relationship that they have throughout the series. Obviously, we already talked about who shot Mister Burns uh, right at the top of the show. Um, but Maggie's vice-like grip, which often gets referred to throughout the show uh, as well. Um, not to mention, to... Marty. Not to mention the video game. The Simpsons exactly. arcade, the Simpsons arcade game, right? Where they they kill a kidnap Maggie. Is that right? Is that what you're doing? You're ch- you're trying to get Maggie back, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I yeah I really like that uh, that dynamic between the two. Uh, very similar um, physical capabilities between the two, uh, with with Burnsy and Maggie. Um, yeah, and for for a character who virtually says nothing, uh, she still manages to. Hold her own. Um, mm. Yeah, so she was my my backup, my um, best supporting actor. Yeah, I tossed up. I tossed up between Smithers and um, just want a couple of good cameos in there. I thought was Barney showing up at the door with a gun. Uh, I thought was quite funny. Um, you mentioned it earlier, but Nelson and the bullies, but then Martin Prince popping in with a snapdragon. Do a snapdragon um, of the season. <laughs> Um, but my uh, my best supporting actor was someone who only appeared twice, and I cracked up laughing both times. Was uh, Ned Flanders, yeah. uh, insulted by Homer, um, nice. and, and <laughs> just sprayed by Mister Burns. <laughs> and he he barely said anything, but I, I thought they were absolute gold. Uh, appearances, so I went with um, Burns as my MVP and Ned as my best supporting actor. Probably doesn't really support the plot, but I just uh, thought it was thought it was good. Just a quick aside on Flanders, Sam, because you've made me think of something because I really like that point. But I feel like Flanders is one of the characters that, to me now, is absolutely hysteric. Like his over enthusiasm is absolutely hysterical now. I mean, I, didn't, I never hated him as a character as a kid, but now I just think he is apt that that evangelical, uh, ridiculously enthusiastic about everything. I just find hilarious in The Simpsons. Yeah, mm. yeah, he's good. Um, well, that was a fantastic episode. Really enjoyed that podcast as well. Um, you know. I'm glad you mentioned um, Smithers as the bear because it's time to stop this grotesque charade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sign off. Cheers. Thanks for listening, Sammy.